What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the 180 Impact Podcast. We are a show dedicated to the mental and emotional health and wellness of our first responder community and their families and personal growth, too, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, good morning, dear. Good morning. Pat. Back in the studio, um, early morning. And it's been a little bit, we've been so extremely busy, but it's a good busy. I guess a lot of it uh, with the 180 impact, uh, lots of classes that we've been able to do a keynote over in the Flint area for a first responder um, trauma conference and a lot of awesome events coming up in the, in the near future too. So with that, we've been busy. So um, we're able to go to the Michigan association of chiefs of police conference (laughs) last month and that was quite the experience for those of you who have children in the mix and understand the busyness of it so we our boys in basketball and they played at 7 30 at night so after the game we had to fly home drive that night to grand rapids and we're all excited right we've never done this before so we're we had a booth up there a vendor booth basically and we fly up to amway get checked in we're walking around we see the the exhibit hall, I guess, is yeah. open. So we're like, let's get all of our stuff. Because we had, you know, postcards and banners and all that cool stuff that you saw uh, on on social media. And we're like going to run down there and get everything set up. So by the next morning, we're good to go. And so we fly up there and Clarissa's ironing out this tablecloth for us and putting all the stuff together. And like, run back down there. Let's just get it set up. And this was like midnight by this time. Yeah. And we get all the way down there and that sucker was, <laughs> it, was it was padlocked, padlocked. shut. <laughs> So then we're like, oh man. So I'm like, all right, cool. We get to bed at like one in the morning, wake up at six, get all our stuff around, go flying back down there, get our booth all set up. No, by, it was. It was, no, it was still. Well, yeah, yeah, that's right. But then it finally opened at like what, eight in the morning? Yeah. And we're like running on adrenaline. Let's get registered, get our booth set up. Everything's looking sweet. And it was like eight in the morning by this point. And I'm thinking like, man, where's everybody else at? Like all these booths are empty and everything. And somebody walks by and says, yeah, the vendor's setup starts at one o'clock in the afternoon. And we were set up by like eight or eight thirty in the morning. Yeah. But, you know, we made a lot of good, good connections with some folks up there. And uh, hopefully that'll pan out. So, um, with that today's episode we really want to talk about or we've been getting asked a little bit about like what is the 180 impact what are the origins and a lot of people know you know from classes and stuff my personal story but how did the 180 impact come about and that's what we're gonna dive into today just just a few kind of cool stories about how we got to be where we're at and this came up a couple weeks ago right yeah was it a couple weeks already um two weeks ago we were teaching a class um over at the Firekeepers Casino here in Battle Creek, we had four different agencies represented. And it was cool because, I mean, the, the casino things are really nice. The yeah. setup, and we thank uh, Chief Bright for the hospitality, and yes, they had all the nice. treats. So in, the, in this classroom, they had a TV monitor, like in the back of the class. So it almost acted as, like a, as a teleprompter. So we could see the stuff that was on our slides without turning around having to look at it. <laughs> and... Um, so in all of our classes, we, um, yeah, right. Um, so one, one of our last slides in our presentations is our contact information. You know, we have our, our social media contact information, our email information. And I was standing there and it, it was crazy because yeah, you noticed this right I, I off the bat. Right away. I stood there as I was giving out our contact information. I saw our logo up there and I was emotionally. It hit you. Yeah. Something hit you. Yeah. 
And I just stood there. I had to gather myself because as I looked at that logo, like a flood of emotion came over me of all of a sudden, and I can't explain why or, but, but all of this stuff just was like, boom, the 180 impact, there's our logo, there's our brand. And I was thinking to myself, um, and I may have said this to the class, like, you know, this is more than a logo to yes, us. You did. This is a brand. This is a belief. This is us. And as I was talking and I guess maybe saying that, that's where a lot of the stuff came in of like how much we've gone through to get where we're at and the struggle that we have gone through and that we still go through. And that's what this brand represents. And we want to, that brand to represent other first responders and their families as well. And, and, um, so really that was the purpose of coming in here today and really talking about like this, when you see the 180 impact, this isn't just a logo to us. It's a brand. Um, so really for most people that know my story, you know, I was, had my path set out for me, right. I was police officer for 18 years at the time. It became my identity, did the SWAT team. I did all of that stuff where the job was 100% my passion and my identity. And then, you know, what happened to me was when I'd walked off the job, did not want to come back to police work whatsoever. And it was crushing because that's all I knew. Yeah, you had gone to so many courses and yeah. training over the years and and really it was it, it really. was and I did to a degree I did, but so much of it validated me, so much of it fed into uh, a lot of my ego. And when I say ego, I don't mean that in a um egotistical way for <laughs> as crazy as that sounds, but really like, you know, um so anyway, thinking to myself like I had this is what I was going to do when I retired. I was going to build a little company that trained civilians on firearms and women's self-defense classes and, and all of this stuff. And then when this went down and when this happened to me, I lost all desire to do that because I was mm-hmm. just like, this isn't this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, at, at the time, it seemed like you were sideswiped because I thought you, you were. But um, yeah, it was, I think it was a moment of, or a starting point for discovery, mm-hmm. a new discovery that there was a definitely a different nuance for you to to follow, because everything else that you had done prior to that was external training tactics. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was serving right to teach civilian yeah. firearms and all this other stuff. And then, you know, as as I was off work and. I began to this healing process of rewiring my thoughts and getting into counseling and doing all of these things to make, uh, get myself well again. Um, you know, I remember, I remember my counselor like, all right, you know, what's, what's God opening up for you? What, what doors are opening for you? You're not going back to police work. And that was such a struggle because nothing was becoming available. Yeah. Right. Nothing was opening up. And then, I mean, slowly but surely conversations took place to, um, figure out, can I come back to work? Can I come back to the police department? What does that look like? And when I, when I did come back, um, long story short, started helping other, other officers in our own department, talking about that being 100% transparent with what I went through. Um, and that's kind of where the 180 impact started or got its origins. And when we started building the class, it was very grassroots. It was very one-on-one literally. Yeah, it was. And then, so I was like, we've got something here like this. I think this is what I'm supposed to be doing, right? My gift is teaching, I think. And I've always enjoyed teaching and I'm relatively good at it. 
That's yeah, my see, gift. I've, that's what I always used to tell you. And so how, yeah, so how do I develop that gift? Um, and then that's when I started hooking up with, you know, Eric Thomas and his company of, of building a brand. Like, what do you do? What do you stand for? What does that look like? So going through that, um, I had contacted um, a company that was that did logo design and help with branding. And it was, I remember the phone call because, you know, I had a consultation call and I'm like, I need a logo. I got to start a brand. I have no idea what I'm doing, what this looks like, what I want it to look like. And so during that conversation, he's like, well, tell me a little bit about what you do in your story. And I'm like, dude, I, the only thing I can tell you is that, you know, um, this is why, <laughs> this is why you pay to hire somebody that knows those particular things. Right. I said, um, I can't really explain what I do. I said, this is what I was. I was this cop that did all this stuff. And I said, I walked out now I'm teaching, training mental health, emotional health. And I said, man, it's just, I've taken a complete 180 from what I used to be doing and where I was. And I said, the impact that that had on my life. And we talked a little bit more and he's like, the 180 impact. He said, that's, that's it right there. The 180 impact. And at first, you know, when you first hear something, you're like, eh, I'm not really sure. Let me sit on it. And then I couldn't come up with anything better. And I was like, yeah, that means something. This isn't just like, you know, let's, let's look up some buzzwords and put it down on paper. When he said the 180 impact, I was like, man, that makes sense, right? And so a little um, with that, a logo was designed, and I started like looking at it and running with it. And then I think the emotional part of that or what the meaning behind the logo is, our oldest son is a graphic designer, and he was, um, you know, helping me out, looking at our stuff and got really excited about it. And he says, you know what, Dad, I when you're doing logos and when you're doing this stuff, you need to make it very simplistic. You know, let me design some stuff for you and see what you, what you like. All right. Remember that we kind of argued back and forth because <laughs> everything had to be spaced right and this right and that right. But at the end of the day, um, you know, when you see the 180 impact logo, he was right. That's something, <laughs> that's something that our son came up with and spent time on, you know, the, the logo that you see now. And, um, you know, he, he continued to re refine it, I guess, to make it look the way that he thought it should look. And I got to trust that process because he knows what he's doing, but that was really, um, where that started, yeah. you know, there, that's the logo you see now. And that's why it has so much meaning to us because, because it's, it's not just what happened to you. It, it prior to even, you're walking off the job. It impacted the family. Mm -hmm. And so the 180 is us seeing not just your journey, but with us having to also process and adapt and change um, and also work on the 180 with our own behaviors and with our own emotions and, and, and whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah. So it literally is a family affair. Right. And that's why I think like all of that stuff hit me at once. So really the title, I guess the title itself, the 180 impact was really good. And then seeing what our son had designed for us and the meaning behind all of that um, just kind of caught up to me at once. And then, you know, the whole looking back probably during that time or before that, and you and I were talking earlier about your gifts versus your passions. You know, my passion was kind of, I want to say 
maybe ego-driven. It gave me validation. Um, I was well, good at it. You were good t- at it, but, but you were also very comfortable. I mean, you could do it with your eyes closed. Well, yeah. maybe not firearms, but you literally <laughs> never know. could do that. Yeah, And so there wasn't, I won't say that there wasn't any thought put towards it, because, I mean, we did do some defensive tactics stuff, but um, it was very easy. This is not and was not easy. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I, and I think, like, that flowed into what I knew, what I was good at, what I was comfortable mm-hmm. at. And then, you know, if somebody were to tell me when I was, you know, doing all that stuff, like, hey, you know what, in, in five years, four years from now, you're going to go through some go through and you're going to be teaching mental and emotional health to first responders, you know, personal development to first responders. Probably, probably would have laughed you right out of the room. I mean, I can't put it into words of like how how ridiculous sounding that would have been to me at that time. Yeah. Right. Looking back on it. And it was really just one of those things that after I went through, you know, that six, seven months of being off work and continue to go through and develop now. Like this is where, this yeah. is where I belong. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. But to develop that, like you said, I was good at firearms and tactics and all of that police side of the house because that's what I wanted to do. That was my drive. That was my passion, but it wasn't necessarily, it was a gift to mm-hmm. teach, but it wasn't the gift that God had in mind for me. Absolutely. Because I remember... When you did go back and I said, everything that you had gone through, that we have all gone through, is not going to be for naught. Um, and sometimes some of us will, when we go through a hard time and we get to the other side, we just move on. And sometimes we have to sit there mm-hmm. and think about it because that sometimes is a stepping stone for greatness maybe or growth or growth yeah Yeah. so um when you get over the hurdle sometimes you have to sit on the other side and actually do some self-reflection and think about hey where this is what's happened what should i be doing where do i go from here what did i learn from this what did i learn from this yeah Yeah. the one the one thing that here's going through struggles still to this day and there's a lot of them (laughs) so really um i always ask myself i first of all tell myself all right i've been here before Mm -hmm. i'm we're gonna get through this and what are we gonna learn this time Mm -hmm. so if you can run that by your your specific situation through that three three phase three phase process i guess if you want to call it that Mm -hmm. i've been here before we're going to get through this and what are we learning you know mm-hmm. and each time you go through something expect the struggle probably to be a little bit heavier right because you've overcome what's been in front of you before so now another you have to dig deeper because there's another layer that you're digging into yeah, right yeah so that's that's kind of where we where we're at now but getting back to maybe we got off track a little bit but getting back okay, to the yeah. origin of the yes, brand sorry. and the origin of the winning impact um just from where where I was at to where we are now with the busyness of our classes and our our speaking engagements and being 
up at the chiefs conference and it's just really you know i could have never in a million years um projected that this is where we'd be even when we started this just from the teaching the classes i'm I'm just thankful for the opportunity i mean i'm humbled by the opportunities that have been opened up um because our heartbeat is to even if it's just one person that's gonna have a breakthrough Mm -hmm. um and we know and that's that's another thing that i think is is good with us i mean not not good with us we talk about validation but not validation in the way i'm just gonna say it what validates that and gives me the confidence is the emails that we get yeah right that we we've changed somebody's life that um unfortunately a lot of folks will say i wish we had this years ago this type of training thanks for being so transparent you're you know um so a lot of those emails come in and then another thing that i think is really awesome is that um some of the classes we teach we've been back to we've been invited back to several places multiple times so it tells us that we're onto something here and um, it's helping a lot of folks out. Yeah. And that's, I think, the difference between where I saw myself before and teaching, you know, the, the tactics and the firearms. Yeah, is it helping people? Absolutely. But I think what we're doing now is changing lives. Yeah, because it's not just one dimensional, it's not just one person. Right. It's um, a domino effect mm-hmm. of um, impacting loved ones or at least having the person that comes to the class. To have that self stop, um, having that self awareness of what's going on in their personal life and in what's going on in their work life, and um, having that breakthrough um, and be the catalyst for healing, mm-hmm. healing of relationships, healing or breakthrough with regards to finances, with regards to health and well being and wellness. Um, yeah. It's very, very humbling. Mm-hmm. And it's stuff that is day-to-day life and yeah. stuff that um, I, everybody and anybody can relate to. Oh, yeah. I mean, even outside of first responders. You know, we mm-hmm. do have uh, a lot of a lot of people. I don't want to say a lot at this point. I don't know what a lot is. It's subjective. But uh, I'll say several people that will reach out that aren't first responders and can have a takeaway from what we're talking about because it's it's life we just deal with it in the first responder community in a different way because i think maybe the trauma that we deal with and go through is that much more intense uh, because of what we see and what we're asked to do um but anxiety depression personal growth that everybody's into that you know what i mean like everybody deals with i guess not everybody's into into that well you know what i mean we don't want to be into that no but everybody (laughs) deals everybody deals with it i guess is what i was trying to say so um you know and then i'd received a a a pretty i don't know what kind of uh, an email from a police officer over in flint and um it was just really touched me as well because he he just first of all you know i'll paraphrase the email but thank me for um, being extremely transparent and he noticed that when i was talking and giving my story um of, of how faith uh, my faith played a part in you know getting back on the path and turning some things around so i really just at least need to touch on the fact that i am i am a man of faith i'm a i'm a follower of christ and a believer and i'm not we don't put that in our programs we don't tell people to go to this church or that church no. and we've we've talked about that off off air several times um but it's something i'm not going to back down from either and uh, if we lose people on that then we lose people but um when you look at i mean i just look at the picture of where from where we were to where we are now Mm -hmm. and 
yeah, we did some stuff, but being a being a man of faith and a, and a believer, there's no other way that I can describe a lot of what has taken place in our lives without giving God the credit. Um, and that's the way it is. Yes. I'm not apologizing for that. So tune out if you want. I'm sorry. Um, but, you know. We love you. Yeah, we still we still love you. Um, but yeah, anyways, um, yeah, that's just kind of the background of the 180 impact, how it came to be. And I just wanted to maybe share a couple stories real quick, because over the past couple weeks, I've really been reflecting on that. Um, and obviously, like you said, at that class the other day, man, it, it caught me off guard. I did not expect to get emotional over that. But it's very meaningful to me. So really, find something that's that meaningful to you in your yeah. life. What is your gift? Uh, what are you good at? And what do you desire to do? Work towards that. And really, you have to do some digging, I think, to find that. Because what I thought was my path was not my path. Yeah. And um, it really just put a stamp on it. And I even journaled about it a couple weeks ago of, um, you know, what we've gone through. What we continue to go through. But now we have tools in place to walk through a lot of that stuff. Just be aware of it. Yep. Yeah. So anything else to add? <laughs> She's shaking her head no. It's early Sunday morning. I'm uh, supposed to stop by Big B on the way down to the studio. There isn't, believe it or not, out of the 12 Big B's in the city, <laughs> there's none on the way down here from our house. But she's getting by. She's got some coffee going. Um, but um, that's today's episode. We want to thank you so much. And thank you for, you know, the support out there. We have um, come a long ways when we sit, you know, we talk a lot about sitting and reflecting and things like that. And when I do, it's crazy, man. <laughs> I mean, from, you know, rabbit holes, having a, having all these, these opportunities and classes and, and things to, um, I remember sitting down and not even be able to put words on a PowerPoint slide to start our very first class. I remember the scribbles. And that's part of the struggle, right? When you're finding your gift that's mm -hmm. part of a struggle. You get stuck. It's hard. You have days where you doubt yourself. There was a lot of that with me, right? Um, doubting myself, not knowing if I could do it. I'm not good in this area. I know I know, I need to be doing this, but I don't know where to start. Uh, those are just some of the things that you might experience or go through. When yeah, you're, and sometimes you just said you felt like an imposter, but yeah. you weren't. Yeah, I mean, imposter syndrome in the way of like, you know, I know all this stuff. I can teach it. I'm decent at teaching, but I don't belong here. Who am I to talk to other people about their mental and emotional health? Who am I to uh, help somebody that's going through a struggle and to coach them up and to get them, you know, set up on their ideas and their goals and their, their dreams, so to speak? Who am I to do that? And that was, uh, that's hard, especially in the first responder community, because we are very hard on each other, yeah. right? A lot like the military, you know, like it's, if you know, you know, if you're listening, you're, we're hard on each other. We're a tough culture. Um, and a lot of that stuff comes up, which contributed and quite honestly contributed to me being hesitant with a lot of things. But, um, you know, now knowing that I'm walking in my gift and I'm supposed to be doing this, I'm cool with it. I yeah, don't care. you can take it or you can take it or it. leave it. There's the door, Alice. Um, <laughs> all right, cool. We're, um, I'm saying um a lot. Apologize. I've been in the studio for a minute. This was kind of a, this was a quick one. We put together rather quick, but we wanted to get some stuff out to you. We got some more podcasts coming up. I just got a, um, <laughs> um, doggone it. 
just got to get them scripted out. Some topics I think are going to help people a lot. What I've been dealing with the past couple months. And anything to add? Nope. Going to be back in Flint next week. We are actually going to be. Two weeks. Two weeks. We have a, I don't want to say contract, but we have a class that we're actually going to be doing for our military personnel here in town at a, at a National Guard base. Uh, we're in the works of that. That will be awesome to get feedback from our military. Um, helping them with their mental health, emotional health. They're going through a lot too. Um, so I'm super excited about that and lots of other things coming up that we will talk to you later about. Um, make sure you download, subscribe, like, share, all that stuff so that we can continue to grow with your help. That's what we're about. So until next time, we love you. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you. Take care.